Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Well, we are at the WeWork building in in East London, and uh, Chris and I are joined today. Hello, Chris. Hello, mate. All right. It's yeah. nice. We've not, I've not recorded one in here yet. No, no. This is a very different scenario to yeah, the uh, the, the within. within. More, there's a, it's a bit more. It's a bit nicer than the within, isn't it? This building definitely. It's, it's nicer than your house, I would say. Tea and biscuits. Yeah. You've got a glass of water in a hipster kind of beaker, a yeah. metal beaker. I feel like I could go camping with that. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Joining us today is Podcast Roy, David Edwards. Thank you for having me. How you doing? Not bad. Very pleased to be here. Thank you. You've come from, where have you come from today? Arundel to be here, which isn't too bad. It's about an hour on the train, so it's not too that horrific. Is that Brighton way? It is. I was just saying, yeah, it is near Brighton. It's about yeah. half an hour from Brighton, something like that. Okay. And so you, to give a bit of background knowledge for people that may not be familiar with uh, your your podcasting uh, to date, you come to uh, notoriety. Can we use the word notoriety? I guess so, to a certain degree. <laughs> I like the sound of that, but I don't know if others will agree. But yeah, that, that, that ticks the old ego. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, with David L, uh, aka uh, Brian Gittins and yes, friends. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, 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 definitely. So, how did that come about? Basically, I was um, a big fan of all this stuff on YouTube. Yeah. Um, it was the Adam Buxton blog, actually. Adam Buxton was endlessly going on about him. And I checked out his stuff on YouTube, Brian Gittings and uh, Steve Cumberland. And I was just a massive fan. Yeah. And it was the first time, really, that I'd become really attracted to a comic that wasn't kind of on BBC or Channel 4. It was the real birth of the internet for me. Yeah, and there, there was yeah. this just bloke in front of a video camera on his Mac just doing these characters. Yeah. And his Cumberland uploads were like watching Coogan's run in the 90s for me. Yeah. Oh, like, all right, is this going to come on? But instead of it being from BBC or ITV, it was just, you know, yeah. it was like the real version of Wayne's World in a way. It was yeah. like Access TV, but me taking it yeah, quite seriously. Completely, completely. And um, I just thought we had like the energy of, like, of a Coogan or... It sounds bizarre, but almost like a Nick Park, not literally character-based, because obviously the guy's an animator, but you know, like a fresh voice, something really yeah. unique. And he started doing a radio show, and I thought, oh, this is brilliant, you know, more kind of Dave Earls or Brian Gittings, uh, you know, content. And I just started phoning in more and more, and I was one of the, you know, the weekly loons who kind of like phoned in <laughs> and did bits and pieces. And then I did short little videos, and uh, I sent them to him. And his feedback was always very thorough, very very supportive. 
But um, I was quite surprised, you know, how much you'd give back and, you know, give me info and stuff. And I'm trying to think what happened after that. Mm. Then he did like a... Oh, he did like a Gittings short video that was based on the radio show for BBC Internet. Right. And he invited me along for that to do some... Like, he interviewed loads of people. Yeah. Yeah. And I came on that and chatted to him with that. And um, then he started doing live stuff in Brighton. And he invited me along to do like five minutes stand-up. Just incredibly kind, basically. Yeah. It was like a real comedy uncle kind of situation. It was definitely finding an Obi-Wan Kenobi in the sand dunes type of thing. Yeah. It really was, you know, um, I definitely landed on my feet there. Did that fuel your sort of fire to continue and to keep going then, basically? With- definitely fueled my fire to keep on going because one thing you definitely learn, if I hadn't come across someone like that, yeah. I would not have continued doing my own comedy, doing Edinburgh and things in that vein. Because the inner strength you need to have that entrepreneur yeah. navigation. Mm. If I didn't have someone like him, you know, um, on the side of the pitch, if you like, like a football coach saying, no, no, what you're doing is good. Yeah. Come along to this, do that. I'd have lost steam years and years ago. Yeah. It really goes without saying. You've got to be so confident. Like with the sort of humour, I think that, um, well, both of you guys, it's alternative and it's amazing. It, yeah. it has me in stitches. Um, but you do have to be confident and quite... You've got to be able to bat off the sort of like the fear of what you're doing is going to land well, I guess. Because Definitely, I've, yeah. I've seen uh, Brian getting stand-up and it's, it's amazing. But there are people that you know have gone there and they're lost. They're oh, like, yeah, what the fuck is yeah, going yeah. on here? And then there's there's some of us who are li- at my side is literally actually splitting. And yeah. So you've got to have that confidence. So I think when you find people of a similar ilk or, you know, supportive of you, that, yeah, it must help to oh, keep you going. Oh, massively so. And it's impressive that... You know, I don't know if he, he, I don't think he had that same support system at all when he mm. started. And as you say, Brian Gittings, people absolutely have a love, either love it mm. or they're slightly, you know, yeah. confused by it. But he still went up on the stage and did it. Yeah. And I just think, God, the guts to do that. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. people either, as you say, completely love it. Like people stop me in Brighton and say, when's the next Gittings gig? <laughs> yeah. You know, because they just love it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just, because they're just helpless. You yeah. know what I mean? If you get it, yeah, it's almost like you're being given access to a drug. I think for yeah. some of them, do you know yeah, what I mean? Oh, for sure, because he supported Pippa at one point, and I remember that 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 particular gig. He had about nine people up on stage, randomly wearing different animal he- heads. Mm. They had no idea yeah, what yeah, was going definitely. on, and all he was doing was screaming at them and saying, "Well, do something then." <laughs> just think, no one knew what was going on, and it was it was it was. Glorious, it's oh, glorious. Man on a stage of a breakdown type of vibe, <laughs> isn't that? But it, it it's reminds, incredible. Because he did, I think, the, the first thing I saw um, of his was when he was just going through his house keys. Oh, yes, God, um, that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. That um, was like really early YouTube. Yeah. Well, that's worth what I like watching that now. Yeah, each yeah. of them, and there was like a narrative or an anecdote. <laughs> it's a while since I've seen that, but he would mention his wife, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah, and he'd go, it, yeah. that's incredible. Yeah. And also, he did something with a mop. Do you remember that? That was almost quite Chaplin esque. I don't think I've seen that. That's yeah, really worth yeah, and, yeah. and it was linking to him having a problem with his back. <laughs> and he used the mop as a person. And the hair, the, the actual top of the mop was like the hair. Yeah. And he was saying, but my spine isn't as straight as this. And I've got to go to the doctors <laughs> and get it sorted out. Yeah, incredible. Brilliant. Amazing stuff. And that's where I obviously saw you. Because you, I remember you on Gittings to Know You. And you was, uh, you, there was videos of that that I, I'd seen up online. And then even your own videos. And I was saying to Stu this morning, golf is people that you did is just... Oh, that's great, kind man. of you. It's very, very funny, man. And like I've, I've said to Shu, he's got to check that out when we, when we get off this because it's, it's brilliant. It's really oh, yeah, funny, cheers mate. Cheers for yeah. that. That's no, very. I, kind. I love the fact that YouTube allows for this sort of like alternate, like 
you can if you know you want to produce something, you can actually get it out there. Basically. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, it's brilliant. Um, we should actually mention um, oh, the reason you're here today yes. is, is to count down the top five. And would you like to introduce uh, the subject of your top five, David? Yeah, I, top five self-help crazes. That's fucking brilliant. Basically, brilliant. that is good. I'm surprised no one's come on and done that yet. Yeah, well, so. I don't know how, you know... It, it, <laughs> Maybe I'm going to be giving away too much. Maybe it's something people sort of, you know, keep hidden under the bed. I don't know. But, you know, you think that one second from saviour, if yeah. I buy this book or go on this retreat, you know what I mean? This is done. Life's sorted out. Yeah. And then I can, uh, well, like these people outside uh, the building with their iPads and their laptops yeah. in the courtyard, as we're saying, coming up, they seem to be on a mission, laser beam focus. Yeah. And you just think if you read the right book, you know, you can uh, get rid of all that mental clutter. Do you think it's all bollocks? Yeah, I think looking back on it, God, the amount of money I've wasted, <laughs> it's just, I wouldn't like to say. Really? It's just, um, I tell you, I think the good thing is, is the dopamine hit, if that's the right name yeah. for it. When you think you're on the ed- the peak of something, yeah. it's yeah. like, all I've got to do is this, this and this. Yeah. And it's sorted out. I, it's a shame in a way, because some of them I look back and I think that was absolute bollocks. Other ones, though, like I've been on some Buddhist silent retreats, which I thought was a bit too intense for me. And I think that um, there is a lot of wisdom there, mm. but I haven't got the discipline to keep it going. Yeah. So that frustrates me, do you know what I mean, in a way that yeah. I can see wisdom there. Mm. And I think meditation makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. But certainly when I was in the early days um, at uni and after uni, it was almost like I was an 80s yuppie, some of the stuff. It was really like <laughs> the power of positive thinking, um, how to, what was it, how to something people and make friends. I can't remember how, how to influence. How to make friends, how to... Make friends and influence people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, was you searching uh, 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 your formative years at university and stuff? Was you was you actively thinking, right? Okay, I need to uh, I need to better myself in some way, shape, or form, or or, or broaden my yeah, yeah, my, my zen. Like. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've always been a bit like that, and I've always had like fascinations on celebrities and stuff, and sort of projected quite heavily on them and things in that vein. But um, what look, obsessively. I would say, um, oh God, how I, many court injunctions have you got? I, absolutely, <laughs> I don't think I've got the admin skills to start stalking people or the energy, really. Do you know what I mean? You stick to tattoos, absolutely, yes. just tattoos, but definitely bedrooms filled with the face of Harrison Ford looking down on me. Yeah, and I remember my uncle coming in once thinking, This is, you know, this is like something out of being John Malkovich, you like, you know, sort of step into this man's brain. But um, the second year of uni, I was going for a bit of a... It wasn't that dark, really, but it was a case of... Um, me and my mates weren't organised enough to get an actual student house. So it was a case of... Um, we had to go off separately, and I had to go into, like, uh, lodgings of a family, which isn't the idea what you want to do for the second year. No. And it was miles away from the uni, so I had to get, like, two buses there. So it was a massive mess-up. Yeah. So once again, I wouldn't be good at stalking. You know, my job with skills <laughs> and everything, I was, like, nowhere near uh, the university. And um, it was like a new American, new age Christian family. And um, she was very, well, I just didn't really, I was very low, very depressed type of thing, just living in the back of this house. And um, they were very religious. They'd call me into the lounge every now and then for prayer and stuff like this. But it wasn't so much, yeah, it was quite Would you involve yourself in it to be polite or? I didn't really. It was a nightmare living there. I would go very early, come back very late. Mm. 
Uh, if they'd really sort of said, you know, do you want to, you know, because I do come from a Catholic family, so it wouldn't be the end of the world, but it would have yeah. been a bit bizarre in someone's lounge type of yeah. thing. Mm. But this is the odd thing. The thing that kind of gave me a bit of a positive perk and a bit of a, you know, a bit of pep in my coffee and thought, this isn't too bad. She had this toilet paper <laughs> and on it was like uh, a quote a day. <laughs> Originally, it was like learner, very American, you yeah. know, it almost felt as though it was sent over from relatives. Sorry, this bog roll's not one of your top five, is it? <laughs> it could in a bizarre way be. It was definitely my gateway, bizarrely. And it was like, learn a word a day. And then after a while, it was positive quotes a day. She would mm. change it every now and then. And um, it, it was Anthony Robbins had a quote on one bit. Then it was Oprah Winfrey. Then it was Abraham Lincoln. And I can't remember some of them, but it was more about, you know, seeing your brain as this visualizing machine. Yeah. And I remember, you know, there being a few bits left, this toilet paper, and taking it home and looking through it. Type, but not at home, I was lodging at the bed sort of thing. But that was a springboard. Which For night time reading. Yeah, not, literally, I don't know. I think I must have been at a low ebb at the time. Yeah. But that, more importantly, was a trampoline that got me to Waterstones to the self-help okay. department yeah. with these names. Right. And it was like, right, okay, um, bought, buying Oprah Winfrey's autobiography, mm. stuff like that. So it was like bizarre in the second year. I was going around looking, trying to look like David Auburn sort of thing. Yeah. Or Auburn, however yeah. you pronounce it. But really it was like Oprah Winfrey that was my kind of guiding light, you know, yeah. positive thinking. And Anthony Robbins was a big one in America then. And okay. a few of his quotes are on there. And um, I think he's still going now. Did you continue the trend of wiping your ass every time you'd finished a page? Or did you sort of like... The yeah, bog absolutely. Roll yeah, yeah, quite right. Even if there was a paper cut, it doesn't matter. Because <laughs> it was just another medal, if you like, nearer to wisdom. But it was bizarre that... Um, I do look back on that, then I think, God, you know, you're probably quite an empty teenager. You know, I was like yeah. 18, 19, and that was your salvation. It's yeah. a difficult Over time, though, that. And, and, and like, if you... I, I think with any, any periods where I've been uh, a bit low, especially if, you, if you're more segregated, and if you found yes. yourself in a situation, especially at uni, when it's you're having the time of your life, or many people yeah. are, and then you find yourself in sort of, like, distanced on your own definitely yeah saying prayers in the lounge you're like I didn't expect this to be my totally yeah it's gonna make you it's gonna bring other things to the forefront I think and yeah I think you're totally right it's the first time where I felt proper kind of depression in a way I think that's a spot on description because everyone else turned up it's like right party part two this is the sequel let's carry (laughs) on with the uni you know trilogy type of thing (laughs) and it was a case of um, well I can't be part of this And I don't want to wake up the Christians too, you know, yeah. if I'm coming in late type of thing. Because they've all got their own... It's like the next part of uni, you have your own house with your mates. Because yeah. the first year, everyone lived on the campus. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone destroyed the campus. Then yeah, part absolutely. Then was destroy your own lifestyle yeah, yeah. And habitat. Yeah. Someone else's yeah. property after that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. You're quite right. And I couldn't be part of that, unfortunately. Yeah. Number five. Let's do it. Let, let's go for it. Yeah, that's, so number the first one I would say would be the, would the Waterstones. Um, oh, okay. okay yeah. yeah, I'd say that's sure. the first thing. And like buying all the books. That was your gateway. Well, yeah, bog, that was my gateway. The bog gate- roll was the gateway drug, The bog really. roll was the, the gateway <laughs> to it. That was, that was, that was the, your smoking. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then I could, sort of went down the uh, the slide from there type of thing. <laughs> and I'd say, yeah, so interestingly, a lot of the books I was reading, like, you know, Power of Positive Thinking mm. and... Um, uh, what, as you say, you know, influence people and all that. Mm. I didn't realise it, but they came out in the 50s and 60s. Really? But they had these new, really kind of like cool, modern sort of front covers. Yeah. And a lot of them were, you know, how to get on better with people, yeah. how to uh, see your mind as a computer or a machine or something and reinterpret things mm. and things in that vein. But I would just say that, yeah, I became quite obsessed with reading that, going to Waterstones, um, getting, it was before I was using Amazon or anything like that. So getting them kind of like, um, 
you know, uh, sent in for me and things like that, and and had a whole pile of them and just completely consumed them. So, so you're at book stage, you're reading stage, and then so did you? Can you give us an example of when you sort of like you'd read this concept and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to give that a whirl. And was there one where you did that and it worked and you thought, fuck, actually, there's something to it. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, totally with. Um, thinking more positively and thinking that your mind... Yeah, because you have a few eureka moments whereby... I remember one thing Anthony Robbins said. I wouldn't see him as a massive, like, glowing light now. But he said that your brain is like a computer, but um, you haven't inserted your keyboard or mouse. So you've got a computer running. It's all sucking the electricity. But you need to, you know, connect your keyboard or your mouse or whatever... And uh, then you can start controlling it. Yeah. But certainly, you know, stopping myself from having a negative thought and then seeing it from a more positive point of view, uh, they were definitely Eureka. Kind of, I'm trying to think of a specific one. I think it was just mini things yeah. in that element. It's so interesting when people talk about Eureka moments because I've, I've, I've read a few. Oh, yes. And they've yeah. been useful uh, to varying extents. But when you have that Eureka moment, because you can be told by your mates or whatever or people in your life and they can say, oh, just do this and the reason why you should do it is this. And you can even know that what they're saying probably makes sense. But the eureka moment is when internally that penny drops and yes. you, you get you you can almost feel the reason yeah, then. And then absolutely. that then be, and I think sometimes those those books sometimes throw enough at you for you to at some point see it from the right angle that yeah. You can then digest it and go, ah, oh, right, now I see the, the reason to do it. Definitely. And I bought my mum a positivity one. That was the first. When I came back from uni, I realised my mum was, like, endlessly negative. Oh, that's and I was right. like, shit. So I bought my mum a that, And that's the first one I read was, it was a positivity one. And my mum got, like, three three chapters in. She was like, oh, that's all nonsense, isn't it? Oh, like, my God, get that. I was like, that's literally, like, that's so self-fulfilling <laughs> in terms of, you know, you, this is the exact reason why you need to read the book. But... God, yeah. She wasn't bought into it at all, though. She did not. No, no. Yeah, no. some people have got pretty yeah. thick armour, haven't they? Yeah, in definitely. some ways, it's you know, God, because as I said, you know, I've wasted a lot of money in it. I think I'm the absolute <laughs> opposite. I think it's in life, it's all about finding a balance, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that's the key thing. Yeah. But you're right about that eureka moment. I think that eureka moment, a lot of the time, is that it just gives you a moment of present, doesn't it? Yeah. And the inner monologue, dialogue, is just hit on pause for a second. Sure. And when you first experience that, yeah, yeah it's I guess that's what you know the Buddhism meditation. Yeah is all about ultimately. But definitely the second thing after uni, for me, was then putting you know money where my mouth is and I went on like a, a one-day proper sort of Is like, this one of your five? Yes, it is. Sorry, right, yeah. Okay. So I've sort of taken my own license there, moving on <laughs> to guide me along. So, so you navigate me through sort of thing. Podcast, buddy. Um, I just thought the Waterstones thing was a bit of a damp squid, really, just sort of me in the corner of a store... <laughs> Just like, well, we all do that, for crying out loud. <laughs> but it's a case of, um, then after uni, it was a case of, um, which I can't remember how much it cost, but it cost quite a bit of money. <clears throat> it was Anthony Robbins again, but it wasn't him. This is like Krusty the Clown or something. He starts yeah. his own corporation. Yeah. And he basically uh, trains these people to then do conferences. Like a pyramid scheme. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. certainly didn't, you know, sit like that at all. I thought, before uni, I'm about to enter the media industry. You know, yeah. big exciting things with Dave Edwards. Let's get this conference done. Yeah. And that was that really was intense. It was they booked out a large conference room somewhere near Covent Garden, and um, at the end of that, the beginning of it was just endless PowerPoints. That I was lost with full stop, and it was definitely about how to basically manipulate people, mirroring 
Yeah. So you'll do the exact same gesture as other people, always use their name at the end of every third or fourth, fourth NLP, sentence. NLP, basically. Yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, used by Darth Vader type of thing, you know, <laughs> sort of for the dark side yeah. type of element. Only looking back at it now. But at the end of that, they had this bizarre thing where in the courtyard, they had... Um, I don't know, it's like a, a large uh, floor of coal that they created. And they heat it up. Hot coals? Hot coals. I don't, can't remember how they did it on the, in the end. It was on the floor. You ended up in a cult. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, ba- that's how it all ended. Hot coal. It's like a, a running track almost. I don't know how they created it. I don't know if they put mats underneath or whatever. They turn it on. Really very, very hot. You can see it burning. But the idea is you're to walk along it. And with positive thinking, you can get to the end. And uh, he said, you know, um, it was a man and a woman, I remember. And I thought at least they were going to be American. You get a slice of the California pie, yeah. you know, the L.A. dream. But no, they're as British as you like. <laughs> but they've done this course, I don't know, via phone or whatever. Or they've gone to America for the day. And, um, yeah, you've got to, you know, the slower you walk, like a, you know, like a samurai, the more you're not allowing the pain to interfere your positive thinking. And... Um, yeah, it was just like, you know, I just dashed across it in, in seconds because you could see the flames. Yeah. But, and um, there were some women who said, no, that's, that's, you know, I can't do that type of thing. That's too intense. Did you have to do it again? Well. Did you try or was you just, did you just say, that's me? I, remember, I thought, I just said, that's me type yeah. of thing. I remember just having endless books and literature they'd given me. <laughs> and you just carried oh, them yeah, across absolutely. the car. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hoping not to drop it, start an inferno with the paper and whatnot. <laughs> But um, I remember just not knowing if I was enjoying this or not enjoying it at that point, but just being confused. Yeah. And just thinking, right, when I get home back to my parents, I can hit base and then just try and organise my whole computer, my brain then type of thing. I don't, I don't know how much that costs, but well, I guess a live barbecue on the floor and then having to walk across it was... Uh, and, also, and, and the skin grafts. Oh, yeah, God, yeah. Probably, probably needed for that. But the only thing is, it's only about eight years later that I realised that the people in charge never did walk across the barbecue. Do you know what I mean? The people, you know, it's only like half and a decade later because yeah. I do rummage it through my brain and thinking, what was I thinking? I, I think I've only ever read one. You don't strike me as someone who really... You, 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 like that, you, you being in a conference and then them, them having... Setting fire to cold, I can just imagine your reaction to it. I'd get angry and you I'd leave. You would, and you'd say bollocks to this. Yeah. yeah. That's common sense. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> no. Uh, your money back. Um, do you know what? I've, I've actually, we're touching it, but I have been on a, I've done a, a six month course of NLP. Oh, have you? Um, because I, I was quite curious because, um, but then halfway through it, I read a book called, was it called The Game? It was very Big selling mm. book and it's yeah. dark. That was with women, wasn't yeah. it? With how is, to... it, is it a pickup yeah. artist? Yes. One, yes. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's fucking yeah. dark. That book. Mm. Um, it's all about. It's got its own terminology like negging, where you've been like negative to. And then they come back and want. Yeah. So oh, so yeah, so yeah. an example more, yeah. being, um, you'd go up to a girl mm-hmm. um, that you would. By, by, if I use the sort of terminology in the book, like you know, would be out of your league, mm-hmm. and you would go up to her and go, um, "Oh wow, that dress is beautiful." Um, I saw someone else wearing one exactly the same, just over there, and so you'd pay mm. them the compliment, then almost 
retract it and yes, plant seed yeah. of that. This is what you do to me each and, week. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this this hardcore listen has just been my uh, putting my NLP <laughs> into planes to slowly break you down. That's why I love you. You <laughs> manipulate just a, just a mouse in a maze. Exactly. Just feeding him bits of cheese. Exactly. It's it's a matter of about another month, and um, I've got I'm gonna empty my barbecue on the lawn and just make <laughs> you walk across it. <laughs> make sure we got PayPal at the ready though before he hits the coals because that's what it was like for me. What was the Tom Cruise film where he was? Was it Magnolia? No. Oh, it was Magnolia. It was, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, great movie. I'm sure he must have seen Anthony Robbins when he was kind of like, um, I think there's a Netflix documentary on him now. Oh, really? still going around. But yeah, the Magnolia one, that was that was a really good one, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Because it's a really interesting, I mean, it's Paul Thomas Anderson who wrote it, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. And it was really clever because Tom Cruise, the ultimate um, mythology of Cruise, is Mm. that kind of American all want to be kind of like, you know, things like cocktail and stuff like that. You yeah. just go out. There. It's the individual maverick, isn't it, taking yeah. on the system. Mm. And then for him to kind of like parody that, you know, like the noughties or wherever it was, it was quite clever, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, it was really good. But it wasn't a complete parody of himself. It wasn't kindergarten cop with Arnold Schwarzenegger. It wasn't a lazy parody, was it? Do you know what I mean? It was more it of a wasn't clever one. wasn't really that much of a parody at all, really, when yes. you consider, you know, he, take, oh, yeah, he, he enjoys making lots of mm. money from uh, yeah, utter bollocks. Mm. You are <laughs> quite right. Do you know the fascinating thing with Tom Cruise is there was that Scientology um, documentary, Going Clear. Going Clear. Yeah. And yeah. they had loads of footage of Cruise in that just nuts yeah, at like Scientology parties. Yeah. And like the Oprah Winfrey thing, you know, him leaping on sofas, oh, this yeah, up in it. the air. But that came out, so he's revealed to be completely nuts. But then Mission Impossible, I think it was four or five comes out, it still goes to number one at the box mm. office. It's our relationship with celebrities yeah. are bizarre, aren't they? It's like I've got Tom, the Scientologist nut, but then I've got Tom, the action hero. Yeah. And it's almost as though you decompartmentalise yeah. it bizarrely. I can't yeah. work that it psychology is. out. Also, I think it's that, that he's got, he must have such good pre- PR people mm. that are just like, they're probably having kittens when he's coming coming out with all this stuff. And yeah, they're probably, they're probably trying to. There's probably so many like, um, what they called, when they silence people um, with, with, with court documents and that chart. Um, Oh, what was that? What was the guy who... Oh, I think he Tiger got, blood. Um, what, what was the guy who had, was always hooked on cocaine? Charlie um, Sheen. Oh, yeah. Charlie... He, God, he had, nuts, he had nuts. Gagging, order. gagging orders, yeah. didn't he? And that probably, I would, I'd imagine Tom Cruise has got a fair few of those. Yeah, but I, I think that, the, you know, the, 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 the press are quite quick to... Every time he would do something that can be seen to be slightly uh, odd... Uh, you generally find that there's a lot of viral videos and lots of press around him on red carpets, taking pictures with fans and phoning mm. up fans like mm. on the red carpet. Spending and hours doing and, it, almost yeah, yeah, yeah. too much. Mm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like it is right. almost really, really engineered. Counteracting, yeah. It is and crazy, isn't it? There were stuff on YouTube where um, he comes over really quite manic. They've like taken bits from Scientology yeah. kind of videos. And he's almost like an angry dad, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of like... Like if you've gone camping with him and you haven't put the tent away, it's like, you know, you're either on board Scientology or you're not on board. Yeah. It's a massive turtleneck with a sort of, you know, quick yeah. haircut. But you think, God, yeah, you're, there's some manic energy in you. Yeah. But, I wouldn't want to be around him when he flips because I bet he's quite no, quite a ferocious no. uh, young oh, God, man. Yeah. Well, when you think of it, just a meet around. and greet on the red carpet. I know, yeah. That's get the photo for Facebook. It, yeah. Just have a slice of it. But the guy's been around, when you think of it, since the early 80s in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Absolute Darwinian jungle. Yeah. yeah. He's still totally. around now yeah. at the top. I think you've got to be, there's got to be something 
keeping you going, some yeah. kind of dark force keeping the energy alive. Well, also, it's just how that, when you're surrounded by people who are always going to say yes to you, that's going to pervert pervert reality completely, yes. isn't it? It's never going to be how we see it. You're never going to get kept in check once you're... Tom, Tom Cruise is that size, isn't he? So yes. he's just going to... I don't think there's much chance for any human being if you get to that sort of size. So, yeah, you just go a little bit crazy and, yeah, you join a cult like Scientology. I think, And also, I think he's so big, he's bigger than a person. He's like a brand now, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. So if that slides, loads of other people's money slides. Oh, yeah, 100%. He's almost like a corporation, yeah, isn't he, yeah. now? That's what Completely. they're saying. That's why people tolerate these crazy people. Back. Yeah. Like, we've seen it with, like, R. Kelly, haven't we? I'm not saying Tom Cruise is in the same you know, ballpark as that guy, but no. people will tolerate things because they're that's their meal ticket, isn't it? It so. is, and, and, and I've, I've discussed this on Off the Beaten Track quite a lot about the, 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 the whether you can uh, ignore somebody's personality and their ways for their art. Creative art. For yes. instance, yeah. you know, recently I'm, I'm a ridiculously big Morrissey fan. Right. Um, and... And I still love his music, and I, the Smiths are an incredible band. But you have to do a fair bit of compartmentalising with that. Completely, because he said some fucking awful things. <laughs> um, and it's you know we we done an episode on Michael Jackson that we decided not to put out yeah, uh, yeah. in the furore that followed the yeah. the documentary, and it's like. Do you listen to Michael Jackson records anymore? Yeah. You know, yeah, that last not? documentary, it, it's definitely tainted it for me. You yeah. know, I used to always be able to like decompartmentalize it yeah. and you know, see him as like a genius, like a sort of modern day Mozart. Yeah. Just yeah. to clarify, I'm not yeah. suggesting yeah. that Morrissey is in the same no, uh, same area as well. Oh, yeah. Some no, of the things no, that no, R. Kelly and no. Michael yeah, Jackson yeah. have done. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. such a minefield now, isn't it? Yeah, so many it is. people popping yeah. up. I mean, I always think the best example that you're talking about, definitely Woody Allen. Yeah, yeah, those 70s films, they're absolute classics, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. And you can see them with like, um, God, all the, uh, what was that one with Adam Sandler and Ben Stiller that came out that was on Netflix or something, Noah Bark yeah. stories or something. Yeah, you know, and he did Squid in the Well. You can see a lot yeah. of these, and also some of the whimsical Wes Anderson humour. Yeah. He's a massive influencer, isn't he, of kind of like modern mm. independent cinema. And, um, but yeah, some people just don't like quoting or referencing mm. him because they feel it says more about their kind of film taste. Yeah. yeah. It's them saying yes to his whole kind of lifestyle yes. type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. Which, yeah, um, it is a, yeah, it's a real difficult thing. But that last Michael Jackson documentary, I've got to say, that was just like. Yeah, yeah I kind of left it. it I was, was like really that because my, my, my girlfriend that. was sort of like saying, oh, let's watch this. And she, and she was almost on board before anything was said in that documentary. And I was like keeping a very open mind, just like let's just see it for what gets said, and let's see where there's criticisms of what they're doing. But the more and more they pile on, you, you can't help but start going, "Oh God!" Like there's certain things there you just think, oh, "I don't know, it just doesn't seem right." And it, it has murked it even way more for me now. And I just don't know how I feel about it all now. Yeah, it's, it's, completely. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's very. Very tricky, but this isn't about mo. This isn't motivation, is it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's me going back to celebrities. Can I'm I just projecting onto yeah, that's it? But you, you said you, you read that game book. I had one of the other self help books I I wrote uh, wrote. <laughs> was, that's uh, coming out read, soon. I'm was, not buying that. Was uh, <laughs> double your dating? It was called. <laughs> and you know what? It wasn't like it had a little bit of where I'd go. Oh, that, that that's almost coming into verging into misogyny. Then I didn't like that. The, the, the game set. And 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 but there was loads of 
of it where it was just talking about anthropology, men and women, relationships. Oh, right. And it was really, it really helped me. It really yeah, helped me look at things from a, a girl's perspective. Right, yeah. And I genuinely saw an impact in that and, and like positively affecting my behaviours and, and how I pr- approach relationships and dating. So I thought it was really good, but I have heard of these books where they really do this whole like the, the psychology thing and then they're doing, they're just playing really, they're, they're, they're manipulating people. He, and, he, he, he would suggest that you go going back to the game quickly. He, he he would sit down and he would sit. He said, if there's like um, a, a circle of girls, go, go and mm. sit next to the prettiest one. Yeah, and then but turn your back and talk to the girl the other side, mm. and then watch how the pretty girl will try and get your attention. And uh, selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's just a bit gross. Yeah. Like, it's, it's it, a, 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 an interesting... We'll write our own one soon, mate. That's definitely, what. definitely. That's the amazing thing to actually sit down and write any self-help book. You've really yeah. got to think you've sorted out. Yeah. Right, I'm actually going to sit down and do 10 chapters. This yeah. is how to sort your life out. But you're right, with the whole dating thing, it is an element that they're just really feeding on probably the biggest anxiety, isn't that? Completely. Do you know what I mean? Completely. You know, trying to get someone to act, oh, yeah, it's just, because we've all been there being dumped. Yeah. And it is just, you know, it's probably the most horrific thing. Than getting a bullet, you know, yeah. sort of in the chest or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Unless, you know, as long as you're kind of like physically, you know, operating, you're fine. There's worse things. Completely. But it's pretty bad, isn't it? It leaves you in a bad state for a while. And this book's going to give you the solution. Yeah. Did you did you help with uh, everyone's dating with one of your stand-up shows for Fringe? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> um, how to get a second date. That was it, yeah. Blimey, that was that was a real eye opener. I was at the Pleasance in Edinburgh, yeah. and it was during the afternoon, and uh, it was all about you know online dating and stuff like we're talking about. And uh, yeah, it was basically me trying to be a self, not literally, a self help guru like that, you know. Yeah. 
But the nightmare thing is, during the week, in the afternoon, literally all my audiences were OAPs. <laughs> and it was just wrong target audience. It was just... Bizarrely, they used to all come along. And I think they expected a literal, almost like, you know when the OAP's gone on a cruise? Brilliant. And they're given a very kind of like civilised chat about love. Yeah. And totally wrong audience. I'd be halfway through trying to set up a gag that I'd carefully written, and there'd be an old lady in the front row saying, oh, can you repeat that bit again, please? I mean, so the very rhythm of comedy that's supposed to be natural and organic. Oh, that's amazing. Um, it was like, yeah, okay, I'll happily repeat that for you. Yeah, okay, let's get to the punchline. Yeah. But yeah, that was exhausting. <laughs> And when, you know, you feel awful saying it, but you, I'd look through the, uh, the curtains and it just would be a grey army there in front of you. <laughs> and it'd be worse than just having, you know, um, 20 something, you know, alcoholic oh, well. drunks waiting to like yeah. chew you up in the middle yeah. of London. It'd be like, you're not going to get this. And by the end of August, I'd done such a watered down kind of Downton Abbey, Doc Martin version <laughs> of it. It was unbelievable. Do you know what I mean? Really? It was like oh, nothing like the original, but just these little gentle yeah. kind of jokes. I'd sort of blow kisses to one of the OAPs and I'd say, oh, put that in your handbag for later and all that sort of thing. <laughs> it was more kind of like a really, um, I don't know, mainstream Kenneth Williams or something. I became more and more quite camp. Like, who's that guy who says, shut that door? Larry Grace. Yeah, it was more like Larry Grace. That wasn't the plan. It was supposed to be more sort of alternative Tim Key comedy coming yeah. out there, David Earl-esque. But it became very kind of like, you know, like I was doing a game show that would be on during the day. Moved in the cabaret. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> God, absolutely. Okay, then. double their dating, do you reckon, as a result of that? God, uh, I very much doubt it. But bizarrely, at the end, I... Um, it sounds awful. I couldn't really end it. And in the end, I, I get confused and think the uh, audience want to sort of um, do like a group orgy type of thing and take off my clothes. <laughs> Saying it now, it sounds hideous. <laughs> it's like the toilet roll, roll quote again. You sort of look back and think, what are you thinking, Edwards? But um, all the OAPs wanted to uh, have a photo with me. Fantastic. <laughs> Just my pants and uh, vest on. So I think they got their money back somehow. <laughs> I don't know what the attraction was, but there you go. Do you know what I mean? Self-help does manifest itself in many forms, it David. It certainly does. It's like whatever keeps them going, whatever puts fuel in the engine. So, what fueled the engine for your number three? Number three, basically, um, I came to the big smoke, London, um, to enter the media industry type of thing. And oh, I, I, I sort of lay in bed now and think about this one. I just didn't cut it, really, in the production companies and stuff like that. I, I went to Winchester University and um, just a very small kind of rural little uni. I was reading my Empire magazines and my Heat magazine. And I had this very sort of media, yeah, let's, you know, let's go for it. And um, I just, I couldn't get the next contract. I wasn't really kind of like gelling and bonding with people in this kind of Uber. I mean, the more modern version would be a Facebook, Google kind of environment. Mm. And I found myself just basically um, going back to the university I'd come from and uh, doing an MA, I was quite lost. Yeah. And um, MA, you get a lot of time to do your own thing. And I used to do loads of daytime napping, really. And I'm amazed I even did the MA. It was like when people do PhDs, they get completely lost. Mine wasn't even a PhD, just an MA. And through that daytime napping, I became more aware of my dreams, and I became obsessed by dream analysis. No way. Yeah, it was... Um, I, I sort of had these, I, I, it makes more sense to me when I realised where I was psychologically yeah. at the time yeah. and why that self-help kind yeah. of attracted me. Yeah. And I bought loads of sleep dictionaries. Carl Jung Fuck, is yeah. um, really in on it as well. Right. He's dead now, but he's one of the big kind of like uh, psychiatrists. What is he, like a psychoanalyst or whatever? I don't know what his exact 
Yeah, I don't but know what his title like that. Was, yeah. But yeah, I used to do dream journals and stuff mm. in that vein, look for reoccurring elements. And the whole thing with Freud is that you can work out the plot and see... For me, it's all about, um, it's all about the obs- obsession of getting rid of obstacles and um, that are stopping you from blooming... You know, and getting to yeah. where you want to be. And looking back at it, the whole London thing hadn't gone to plan. I was back at the same university I was originally, but none of my friends around me. Hopefully you wasn't still with that family. No, absolutely. You no. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably quite happy to have taken me back. <laughs> Rent free. Do you know what I mean? It was, um, yeah, it was very much, I think if I saw them again, I'd have flashbacks. If I saw them in the middle of Tesco's or whatever, I'd be, God. But yeah, it was, um, and I used to, way too much daytime sleeping yeah. you know procrastinating ultimately yeah. having to get this massive ma done ten thousand words uh, thesis and all that and um yeah so i'd have lots of reoccurring dreams mm. one big one was exploding teeth bizarrely yeah so so i've always so i've lucid dreamed since i was a kid since i was about seven i've lucid dreamed really yeah, yeah. so i could bore Stu's gonna roll his eyes and i'm not gonna because i, Cause I, I can, tried that and never managed dude, it. I, I can literally I, I won't go into too far into it now but it all started from having what i now realize were night terrors but uh, as an eight-year-old in the 80s who was talking about night terrors and it was a reoccurring dream i kept having and I started becoming aware of being in this dream because the setup wow. was always the same. And then from that, that helped trigger me to become like conscious during being asleep. And so that's how, how it all started for me. But So I've always had a massive interest in um, when people talk to me about their dreams or, or – I've never read any of your self-help books. I only ever hear it through like like half things. But issues of teeth rotting or teeth exploding. There's a teeth what is that? Teeth falling out. In That's it. Teeth falling common. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Yeah, yeah. It's, definitely. Yeah. It's something that you you're worried about or something like that. What What was the interpretations you were getting from it? Then? Yeah, for exploding teeth. What was it again? It was. Um, Something to do with lack of confidence. Yeah. Something in that vein. I always, the bizarre thing for me was, uh, they would never fall out, they'd always explode. And it right. felt like my mouth was just full of bits of polo mints in my mouth. <laughs> but the worst thing for me is, I was always in the university library, and I was more embarrassed, not so much that I'm losing my teeth, that people were going to know. Yeah. So I'd be like opening a book, spit a few out, close a book, put it on the shelf, right, yeah, spit yeah. it into plant pots. Yeah, it yeah. was more about like, you know, not yeah. like, holy, you know, I'm losing my, bloody, my my dentures. It was more of a social thing of like, you know, this is just totally inappropriate. Yeah. I'm going to be spitting teeth everywhere mm-hmm. and hiding them around the library, bizarrely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But lucid dreaming was what I was hoping to... Because anything with like any sort of self-help dictionary or yeah. book, it's all about... It's a hierarchical thing, isn't yeah. it? It's trying to get to that kind of like Neo yeah. from the Matrix yeah. moment. Yeah. And for you to say you've actually Dude, done it. I've done it for so long that it's crazy. And whenever I've gone online just to look at people on that, it makes me chuckle because I think I've, I've been nailing this for years. So I can talk to you about it because I've, yeah, I've God, never read yeah. anything. But it, there's, I think it was just, I think I had a mixture of perfect things happen right. that gave me the ability to do it. Do you see what I mean? Yeah, I, don't yeah. think it was, I think it was a lot of luck. That led it, but it was a perfect mixture of circumstances that allowed me to sort of like then develop it. So, and were you free to do whatever you? What, what did yeah. you do in this dream? Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, of- yeah. But I reckon by the time I got to the second year of uni, life was getting incredibly boring to the point where I've said to people that I had to stop because it was giving life very little meaning. Because when you're doing anything you want, and then you come to reality, reality is 
incredibly painfully boring and to achieve anything in real life is so much more hard work but yes. once you've nailed it in lucid dreaming it's just immediate you can do what you want so it's crazy it's crazy addictive it's really crazy like when you get if you get it to that level and I, I, I still do it now but I'm definitely like a casual now with it I, I sort of like enjoy it when it happens but I'm not going to bed like I, there's, there's, I used to have a you know very much always thinking about it always preparing myself before going to sleep reflecting oh on the dreams afterwards and if you get into that habit then you can do it but it's like any of these VR things and any of the games they play it's the future isn't it VR it's, that's yeah, what's going to happen beyond it's so because uh, I quite like VR now me and Pip have gone to local offices around here and playing it at the Google headquarters and that's how we got into it and, and I loved it but I must say that it's still not what I've experienced in lucid dreaming. It's not half it. It's and reality not half became as good. boring after a yeah, while. Yeah, pretty much. It becomes boring and it becomes not, everything's hard to achieve. And yeah, and it's, it's crazy. There's some, yeah, it's really good fun. So you but, found it detrimental to your life yeah, after a while? Yeah, ultimately. But you can still, like come my third year, I stopped using it for like just messing around. And I started using very similar things in order to train myself within my degree. Oh, right. What's the degree so in? I studied was... economics, business oh, economics. right, okay. And I had really just messed about getting, getting drunk for my first two years. And in the third year, I was like, okay, I really must invest. And, right. And I used a lot of my, some of the sort of like tactics I had for dreaming into getting me, myself almost into the mantra for just absorbing vast amounts of information. Right. And it, and it worked a treat. So there's like, there, uh, there are benefits, but like anything in life is balance and learning how to... To, to, yeah, to, to it live is. it but not yeah. use it excessively yeah. and I, I discovered ultimately it's best for me just to sort of enjoy it a little bit yeah, but absolutely. mostly leave it you know so I think that mostly leave thing, it yeah. the new uh, self-help book by Chris Glasson <laughs> is available know, yeah, on the Amazon store <laughs> I can see that on the front of uh, David Smith Victoria Station yeah and the thing is though ironically I think that's the best advice anyone can give yeah. because finding a balance is so hard yeah. to no one's think. ever said yeah. that to Chris Glasson <laughs> absolutely really that's the first time well yeah and cherish it <laughs> embrace it advice <laughs> That's the uh, that's the torch that's going to you know lead us through. I think, <laughs> but it's a case of you know it's. I think that's the thing with self help. In the yeah. sense, I think as a personality, I'm all or nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm very much like, oh, let's get into this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You know, it's like when I first started listening to podcasts. Mm. You know, I think I sort of shut doors on like friendships and stuff, and yeah. just sort of, you know, oh, well, when's Buxton's one next on? When's yeah. that? You know, and, have you uh, listened to the the, the, the new one with uh, through and no um, and uh, uh, Jones? Yeah. yeah, that sounds really yeah, good. I've not listened to. It. I downloaded it yesterday, so that's, that's next. That's the journey home tonight. They're really good to to wait for, aren't they? And also the Frank Skinner one I, the, the, that was like last week. Yep. That's really interesting not, as well. I've really enjoyed the Bob Mortimer and Paul Whitehouse one. Bob Mortimer and Paul, they come oh. over really well, don't they? Bob Mortimer, he's just oh, he's, he, yeah just solid gold whatever he does and the fishing one as well yeah. and the one he did just with Bob Mortimer yeah lovely was um, he just comes over because I mean he's been famous now for a long old time yeah. isn't he and yeah. you would have thought there'd be a bit of kind of you know maybe not co totally connected to reality slightly because yeah. he's been British royalty for a while yeah. but yeah. he's a very down to earth mm. chap type of thing just though. seems lovely doesn't oh, he oh absolutely mm. Just like, you know, the uncle you'd want was, to come and visit. I was literally going to say that. That yeah. would be one hell of an uncle. Oh, yeah, God, him. yeah. It would and be about the same. just a different level of funny. Like, oh, I, I can look at yeah. Bob Moore don't even have to do anything. Yeah. He's just got comedy bones, hasn't he? Yeah. He, he just, has like, absolutely got comedy bones. Funny. Oh, yeah. 
And also, what you find with a really sort of talented comic, sort of linking to what you were saying about David Earl earlier, is that it's not like clever, sharp gaggery. Yeah. It's their take on things and it's their attitude and their tone. Do you know what I mean? You can't, you know, create another Bob Mortimer, can you? It's just his kind of take. Yeah. His football podcast is amazing as well. Oh. I don't even really like football. Not do I. Do you know what I mean? But I can tune into that and it's hilarious. He's Peter Beardsley. Yeah, it's amazing. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's incredible stuff. Very, very impressive. He phones in his own podcast <laughs> as Peter Beardsley. And, and it's generally leading up to some really shit but brilliant joke. For instance, he sort of says it, and I won't do the Peter Beardsley sort of... Um, uh, Newcastle accent, but uh, he'll say like, um, "I wanted to buy a uh, a stereo, so I went into Curry's and uh, I said, can uh, anyone help me buy a stereo?'" And the fellow went, "Kenwood." And he went, <laughs> <laughs> "I don't mind what." <laughs> It's quite amazing. Yeah. What's that, Athletico music? Can I... Uh, yeah, it is, that's yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Can I... Uh, I went into a Blockbuster and said, uh, can I um, rent Batman forever? And I said, <laughs> no, it's got to be back tomorrow. <laughs> oh, amazing. I heard that one. That's incredible. <laughs> Absolutely. But the thing is, he's trying his hardest not to laugh when he's saying these yeah, jokes yeah, as well, yeah, which yeah, makes it even funnier. Um, next one then, David. We're on two. Yeah, on two. I'm going to have a biscuit. To yeah, you go for it. Celebrate um, number two for biscuit. So yeah, number two, I'd say, I've almost done this more chronologically for my life, really, than anything else. I would think the other one that I spent a lot of money on, and I have to watch this one because some people are quite positive about it. But um, I did for, because I started working as a lecturer at this point, I had a bit more money, and I did like an art therapy course element and I think with art therapy you've got to watch it because for some people it's very therapeutic they may have something happening in their life and explain this to I don't know what this is yeah art therapy is very interesting whereby you can um, do drawing pottery it's more that type of kind of hands-on art some of it's creative writing and it allows uh, first of all for it to be therapeutic relaxing if you're stressed things in that vein and you've got someone usually there with you, an art therapist who's guiding, looking at what you're doing and looking into the results of your art and what it's saying about you and your stresses. Wow. I went into it, though, not so much someone who's had like a horrific incident, but more a kind of like, oh, God, I don't know, bored modern day consumer <laughs> who once again, like the dream analysis, wanted something unlocked. Uh, a lot of it for me is like projects never completed, um, uh, procrastinating, stuff like that. And I knew a lot of people who said, no, 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 you go to an art therapist, you know, and they'll look into your art, they'll look into what you're doing. And um, I've got to say, I found that one quite pretentious right at the beginning. It was in Brighton. Yeah. And um, I was given this massive sand pit to play in. And uh, basically, uh, given shells and uh, so a, li- li- a literal sand pit. Yeah. Oh well, right, for right. me, I guess it was like Godzilla sat in the middle of a beach type of thing, and 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 she goes off. This woman, I'm like, once again, it's like you're signing these checks. I don't want to be, you know, um, cynical with all of it, but yeah. I do look back and think, what was going on here? Mm. And um, you, you, cre- they, she said, can you create with all the different props and sand a uh, a kind of monument of your family? And then she would come back after a certain amount of time 
And um, it's vague in my head what it was, but she'd then deconstruct each yeah. of the elements. Like, have you noticed your mother is primarily got red seashells around her? The red obviously represents angry. Is your mother angry with you? And you'd say no, but very cleverly, by the end of it, you'd think that, yeah, maybe she is angry about me. But surely every time you pick up a red pen, you're going to think, right, whatever I do here is going to be symbolic with anger. I know, mm-hmm. totally. Absolutely. And this woman had qualifications coming out of her ears. Yeah. And, I mean, if I'm going to be really cynical, I left there thinking, you've obviously got to make more money than what the NHS is just going to give you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're doing something private yeah. because, whereas the other self-help things, I kind of needed a bit of time away from it to look back on it. I've got to say, I was like pushed out into the streets of Brighton thinking, what on earth is this? I kept coming back each time thinking I'll get something out of it. But like things like she would say, every time you, um, it was always about creating stuff out of clay or plasticine. And she was saying, any time that links to your father, he's always a lot bigger than you, looking down, causing a shadow. Do you feel as though he's kind of like, you know, um, you know, stopping you growing, evolving, developing, you know? Mm. So you leave there thinking, but it's, it, very, it's very leading. But you're, very you're, leading. Incredibly so you're, so. You're, you're a very polite man. Mm. And so... Do you find yourself in them scenarios just going, oh, yeah, okay, I see what you're saying, whereas maybe you're thinking, well, that's bollocks. Like, Absolutely. I think a more, um, a, a more positive thing would be definitely what you've just said was to um, hit a pause on the whole theatre and someone just to say, Dave, why are you being so polite to this woman while sitting in the middle of a... Um, uh, a sandbox yeah. and actually say to her, you know, for Christ's sake, you're taking the piss here, what's going on type yes. of thing. I think that would have been a lot more therapeutic that, yeah, I am way too polite, that kind of like, oh, thank you very much. Oh, I'll, I'll yeah. think about that about my mother, mm. you know, trying to castrate me in my dreams. Yeah, definitely. I'll, um, that's food for thought. Uh, do I pay the cheque now or, you know, oh, oh you want brilliant. it in money? Oh, that's not a problem. I can go to the cash machine. Yeah, I think, you know, dealing with that would have been a lot more kind of like, you know, got, got better results type of thing. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what... Yeah, I think she just must have thought, God, this is a cash cow coming in. I think so. It's, it's difficult. Because I, I, yeah, I, I, I would have think, thought so. I just do think there's a lot of... polite and happy. Yeah, I think there's a lot of... I think if you're really good at it, then actually that it can be some use to people and you can interpret things and, and not overly project what you think their problems are. But is that any yeah. but I think from being a medium? Exactly. Well, yeah. I mean, it's... Well, I don't know, because I do believe that, that psychology can... That, has a found foundation and it's and it can be useful but i think it can just be so easily exploited and not pro- there's no there's no yeah, way of of them saying that to you and then you're saying okay and on this piece of paper is is exactly definitely what it is and you got it right or wrong and then that can send you off down a, a path of going oh jesus christ you're right i fucking hate my dad yeah i know yeah and, uh, yeah <laughs> Yes, yeah, so no, I think you're one. completely right. I think um, I can see it working really well if you were stressed out, you had some anxiety after an incident, yeah. and using art in a therapeutic manner type yeah. of thing. Mm. But for me, it was like, you know, can we unlock, I don't know, the golden door, or whatever? <laughs> you know, it's almost yeah. like something out of Star Wars or Harry Potter in my head. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Going on some hero's journey. To open the arc. Oh, yeah, mm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's exactly it. You're yeah, spot on. Uh, yeah, basically, it was like a, just a summer blockbuster in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Can I just be part of this? Well, I, I don't want to rush this, because, um, but I'm aware that um, 
we've only got this room for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. oh, and, yeah, and you're recording yeah, yeah. The, the, another podcast uh, straight away after this. And yeah, I can yeah, see yeah, that yeah, the host cool. is out there. So um, You do want to rush it then. Is that, that was a so long, I'm going to rush it. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and so, no, but we need to get to your, your number one. What Absolutely, number one? yeah. Number one, I would say, was um, a two-week Buddhist retreat. Oh, amazing. And that was, um, I remember at the beginning of it, you would speak to people at the beginning very shortly, and they'd say, oh, what retreats have you done before? And um, it must have been an admin mess up because you're not supposed to do two weeks straight off. They're like, this is your first one. <laughs> I don't know why I signed up for it, but two weeks were way too long for me. I think it was just short two weeks. It's something like 12 days Was it this country, mate? Or did you It go? was. It yeah. was in Wales. Right. right and right. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the actual place. And that was it was last summer, actually. And um, it really... I just sort of went mad with it, really, in the sense that it was too much for me. I could see a lot of wisdom in yeah. there, but um, I just get disorientated very easily and having to be asking people, um, and they get very annoyed with me because I was constantly breaking the silent retreat. Yeah. It was a case of, like, I'd be like, you know, um, where are the loos again? When's dinner? And it, 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 it does show that, you know, without this support system of other yeah. human beings, you know, I need an alpha male, basically, who's in charge. <laughs> And there was a, a French guy, and uh, I could tell he was getting really pissed off. I was kind of ruining the rhythm of his kind of meditative state by asking these questions. But I would just, I would overthink it as well. And I'd be overthinking emails I'd need to send, really basic ones to my sister and stuff like that. <laughs> and I did have moments where I became very aware and very, very present and just... Almost like there'd be one side of me, which is just Dave Edwards, and then the commentary... And I'd almost take a sidestep out of the commentary. It was very brief. Yeah. And I'd say halfway through, there was a sweet spot where I was aware of my thoughts. I wasn't my thoughts. Yeah. But then the, the remaining um, five days, though, I just like really absolutely lost it. And I remember bizarrely talking about some of Blockbusters, bizarrely. The, I'd always be next to the same guy when meditating. And after a while, you project on these people and you wonder who they are because you've never spoken yeah. to them. You just see them wandering in and out. And you had 15 minutes at the end before you went off to talk to people at the end of the retreat. And I thought I'd have a chat with this guy because I've been next to him for two whole weeks. And he turned out to be Harrison Ford's stunt double. <laughs> this chap I'd sat next to, you know, we could have had a bloody good chat, you know, instead of just going through hell. Told him all about your room. I was going to say, I know, you know like yes. your ceiling. <laughs> I know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And... Um, yeah, it was incredible. I only had like 10 minutes chatting to him. So when you said you, the last five days you sort of lost it, what do you mean by that? Um, heavily depressed, not coming out of my room. There would be, like, there'd be um, a person who was like the groundsman who'd like, you know, just have very brief words. He'd knock on the door and uh, he was French as well. I don't know why, it was quite a few. And he would, uh, at that retreat, he'd say, uh, David, are you coming out now? And I'd be no, not today. <laughs> you know, just really kind of lost my way type of thing. And um, just not bothering to really go to the meditation. Um, I'd have my lunch, but then I wouldn't do any of the garden duties afterwards. And um, became quite negative and depressed. That was not why you go there, right? Uh, no, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely. Just a bit like, I should have just asked to go. Yeah. But um, then I'd have a moment where I'd be a bit more positive and happy. And i think, oh, I can see this through. That's fine. Yeah. And then I'd have a massive lull. It was basically taking away a lot of layers of the onion. And um, a fractious toddler would appear every now and then. Yeah, which wow. wasn't bad. But I'd say there was a middle spot yeah. whereby um, I could see there's a lot of 
wealth and wisdom there. Yeah. Whereby I could see myself outside of the ongoing monologue and commentary and that I wasn't my thoughts and things in that vein, but it didn't last long. It's weird, isn't it? Because you can do these things where, whether it's self-help or whatever in life, where you can suddenly get a tangible grasp of a higher aspiration and you can yes. feel it and everything slots into place and you think oh this is it now yeah absolutely I'm on the golden path of totally I remember doing this reading this 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 saying I can't completely remember it now it's typical guesswork from me but it was something along the lines of when you when you presented a problem if you can't think of a, a, a a positive aspect to this problem within 60 seconds move it to side and get on with get on with another thought because God, it doesn't serve and I did it for a week and I was on fire and I was happy and I was like oh I've done it now I've nailed it I'm back here yeah and I, I remember totally another, a mate that. of mine was going through a rough time and I'm like oh no mate all you need to do is just do this it's simple and like your mates kind of rolls their eyes and like well yeah, I know, thanks, mate. Yeah. I'm not quite there at the moment and then a week's time I've lost that. I've lost the grasp of I that know. reality. Yeah, it yeah, yeah, slips definitely. away from you, doesn't it? So frustrating. Yeah. You're so spot. The other thing is, I always find, which I can't work out in my head, but there's an element of self-sabotage. Yeah. There's an element of this is too good to be true. Yeah. And I think that's why I became quite negative and fractious almost. Mm. It's um, And it's almost like I'd had the rollercoaster thing part, right, I want to go home now type yeah. of thing but didn't want to quit it. But I think you're totally right with the self-help element. You become, obs- you know, this this element whereby you think you've worked out yeah. the formula, everything's perfect after that. And I think, you know, from doing it all, like you said earlier, it's more about the balance yeah. and being comfortable in your own skin. And yeah. that element of, yeah, okay, I do procrastinate. Yeah. I don't finish projects. Yeah. I am crap at A, B, C, and D or whatever. And almost just being all right with that. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. you know, don't get me wrong. If it's detrimental to your life, you yeah. want to change yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there is that element of like, yeah, okay, I'm a bit crap at that. Yeah. It's a very hard thing to do. Yeah. And realising you'll probably be on your deathbed. And, um, you know, you'll still have some of these negative sensations and thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And you're not just a shirt that can iron out the creases type no, of thing. No, no, They're just there type of thing. It's, uh, But it's a hard one, definitely. Has anyone got it nailed? I don't think so. I don't think... Do you know the person I think has got it nailed? I always um, see him on TV and I think... And I think that's why people like him. I always think Michael Palin. I thought you were going to say Barry more then. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a documentary about him recently. Flipping heck. There's a lot of nails in the coffin. But I don't yeah. know if they've actually got nailed quite yet. Flipping heck. Oh, Barry Moore. Um, yeah, he's had some heights, hasn't he? Because that's yeah. another podcast. Yeah. we chat about him forever. We'd, we'd love to uh, have Barry Moore. Is there ever room. inklings of him... Coming on the old no, what call this be about? Blimey! Well, there was there was a time where because he was working, he got put in the newspaper in a local paper that he was uh, working at a garden centre in Brentwood. Um, oh my goodness! Like, literally not too far from where where where, where we live. Mm. It was like that'd be an interesting discussion. That would like, be an amazing documentary discussion, mm. spin-off drama. I yeah. think you know. I think you could just go to Netflix and just yeah. pitch that one. That'd, I'd be happy to tune into that. From from the, the garden centre. That would be amazing. That would be mm. incredible. Or out at the back garden. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> amazing. And he was the king when he was on telly, wasn't yeah. he? Do you know what I mean? For years and years and years. Untouchable. Mainstream ITV. Yeah. Just he probably, totally owned it. He probably wouldn't want it to be with his thoughts for, for two weeks. Uh, points. God, no. that, he might, would have gone out of his mind. Well, he did Piers Morgan, didn't he, yeah. recently? And that was really... And Piers Morgan's a fascinating chap in himself, isn't he? Both of them together. And, um, yeah, you could tell that he getting off drugs and alcohol 
you don't usually go through that element much as celebrity. It's like, oh yeah, I went away for a month, came back clean. But it sounded as though it was like train spotting for yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. You know, howling at the moon yeah, type yeah. of thing in this big mansion. Absolutely. Just trying to get off the um, whatever he was on, basically. He should have done a two-week retreat in uh, in a Buddhist temple, shouldn't he? Yeah. I yeah. know with the Harrison Ford's, uh, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Stunt double. Dave, I really wish we could talk some more. Yes. No, uh, thank you for inviting mate, me we've, along. We've just hit the hour mark, and I can I can see the next podcast are literally pacing outside, um, chomping at the bit. You're, you're in demand. You're in you demand. are in demand. It's nice to know. Yeah, <laughs> it's always good to be in demand. Um, Dave, we will definitely um, do this again. We will come to you next time. Oh we yeah, that'd be great. Uh, we'll that'd head be down uh, Brighton Way, and uh, and, and we'll uh, we'll do another top five with you because uh, it's just been. Yeah, definitely, no, no, mate. And time. if you want no, some no, lucid definitely. dreaming tips, I'll, I'll sling you some. Oh, God, yeah, I'll be up for that. That's the next answer, that is. That's my next golden path. It's a one-week It's a one-week course at Chris's house. Yeah, and it's yeah, PayPal, yeah, isn't it? That's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not a problem. It's all upfront fees. Take the cash machine out, if you like. There's one around the corner. If you can, I need to get Bob the room ready. me over that. Yeah, definitely. Dave, thank you so much. No, thank you. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I've butted in yet again. I just want to quickly tell you about this magazine. It's called Pod Bible. Now, Pod Bible is the new essential guide to podcasts. It's put together alongside Spotify and Acast, and it's a one-stop shop to tell you all about the podcasts you maybe know about, but definitely about a load of the podcasts that you probably don't know about that we think you should know about. I mean, in the first edition, there's interviews with Adam Buxton, interviews with Craig Parkinson, um, there's features on Jade Adams, and there's just an abundance of information about so many exciting podcasts that are out there. Also, Spotify have given us these amazing little codes. So if you do get a print copy, you can just turn on your Spotify on your phone, scan the little code, and it just automatically opens up the podcast on your listening device. How good's that? If you haven't managed to get a print copy, then just go over to www.podbiblemag.com and read it online because the digital version is all over there and it's all free. So every other month there'll be a new edition out. So go and have a look and support us on the social medias as well. Podbiblemag.com It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.